Good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are. Those though you are listening to Red, White, and Brown with Shreya and Moral by Daisies.Live. And we are back to give you another week of Bollywood movies, media, and fun. Uh, maybe not so much emphasis on the fun because I did get a text from Mira halfway through the week saying, wow, I feel like I need a vacation from watching or like, what was it you said, M? Um, oh my god, I just left the theater watching a movie called Hero Panti, but that's one of the movies that we will review today for you. Hero Panti 2, the other movie that we will review for you is Runway 34. Both of these movies are playing in theaters near you. If you are anywhere in America and you have an Indian theater near you, they will be surely there. But even if you don't, they are playing in Cinemark or, Cine- uh, or any of the other bigger theaters like AMC. They are absolutely playing there and then we will also review the series season two of which dropped on z5 it is cool never chris your best friend and with that we're gonna jump right into hero Panti 2 which i can actually like i did hear some things about this one being just all for the show kind of like yes they had a big budget um but the movie wasn't super great and so this is the perfect time for me to say like you're so lucky that we watched it so you don't have to, but I'm going to let M take it away and give you guys an idea. Of the Isn't whole. that a punchline for, 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 for when we watch movies like that? That's a punchline for you guys. We saved you. We did. Because, you know, when, when I watched this movie, I was like, I'm not only saving you. I am like super, super, super saving you. If there was an award, a Medal of Honor, I should get it. Definitely, I should get it. Because... To make a movie like this, somebody should be jailed. Some penalty should be imposed on this guy because, gosh, this movie is written by the guy himself, the Sajid Nadia Adwala, who is the owner of the Nadia Adwala Ransom clan, the family of people that write horrible people that, that make horrible movies anyway. So um, this movie is a cyber cl- crime plot. It is a cyber crime dawn versus a hacker. And this is a story of the movie. So there's this magician cyber crime lord and his name is Alela, who by the way is Nawazuddin Siddiqui, by the way. He's trying to hack the bank, bank account of every Indian. And this is a real story, trust me. He's trying to hack the bank account of every Indian on 31st before the March 31st, because that is how the financial years end in India. And he wants to steal all the money, so his plans are huge, by the way. And the only person who's capable of stopping him is a guy called Bablu. Can you think of a better name? Yes, Bablu. And the Bablu is Tiger Shroff. He's a genius hacker, and he works for the CBI, the Central Bureau of Investigation for India. And, well, we don't know where his loyalties really are, but, oh, gosh. So this is the story, and you know there there are these scenes. But before I before I insert another song, I'll tell you uh, um, the first song that I gotta play here. Uh, there are some scenes over here where you know I was like, "Am I watching Harry Potter? Am I watching Hero Panti too?" Because they're seriously scenes lifted from the first Harry Potter. Remember the Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, I do. The, the giant chess board. Yeah. So the You're entire joking. scene is lifted and placed in the middle of Hero Panti. Um, oh gosh, I swear to God, if there were, 
This is like plagiarism. If Warner ever gets to see this movie, what they should, they'll be tearing not only their hair out, they'll be tearing a lot more out here. But before you have any other reaction, I can see your face and I can see another reaction coming out of it. And to play a song, which, by the way, is composed by none other than A.R. Rahman. And I have my head in my hand as to why A.R. Rahman had to waste all his talent on this movie. To our review of Hirofanti 2 is streaming um, in theaters, which is playing on this. I keep saying streaming um, <laughs> for, for one pandemic age. But yes, it's playing in theaters near you. And please do not go and waste your time. And that's our verdict up front. Uh, because we've suffered enough watching this uh, crazy movie play out. Um, but but yes, Shreya, so where I left it was this crazy, you know, scene stealing from Harry Potter. Right. Um, but, but swear to God, I just didn't understand the story. The story is written by Sergeant Nadia Adwala. And I don't know where they forgot to do a coherence test on the script mm -hmm. and how. I mean, either they should have just taken the story out and created an MMA version of Indian. <laughs> because, hey, Tiger Shroff is really good at fight sequences, really well choreographed fight sequences. Um, you know, great choreography with music. He's an amazing dancer and the music's really good because, hey, it's ARMN and what a waste all of that because there's absolutely no storyline to this. And, you know, in our review on our website, we do mention one very important aspect of this entire movie, which is this movie is proof that COVID did irreversibly damage some people. So, so it did happen, literally did happen. This is the part of our review where I usually ask Em, I'm like, what were some of your favorite things about the movie? But clearly, I don't think there were any. Can you dig deep into that well and find anything that was good about this movie, Em? Oh, uh, his dancing. I already pointed it out. He's a great yeah, dancer. Some of the dance sequences are really good. The fight sequences are really well choreographed. Yeah. Unless they're, you know, I still have to research which ones were lifted from where, but I can figure <laughs> out one that was lifted, definitely. Uh, Nawazuddin Siddiqui is, of course, amazing. He's an amazing actor. Like, what the was he doing here in the first place? He's such an amazing actor for him to do anything to do with a movie of this um, this level, this quality with zero coherence is, right. is just beats me. Um, then, of course, um, you know, the women of this movie, what the hell are they doing here? It's like the women were part of a furniture deal for the sets because they had absolutely, absolutely nothing to do. There is Amrita Singh, who plays Balu's mother, the hacker's mom, and there's Tara Sutaria, who is Lela's sister, Nevazuddin's sister, and of course, Balu's girlfriend. And everything is so stereotypical about the mom character. Uh, oblivious to evil kind of mom character and Sutaria, Sutaria is completely baffling and she's that entire character is so badly written so caricatured that um, honestly uh, these are one-dimensional women with nothing nothing else to say about themselves except the fact that they can dance and sing so literally token women, which, which goes again to say that yes, they were part of the furniture deal for the set um, and they were just as wooden and that's what, that's what the job was to just be there as a part of you know, mm -hmm. the, 
the scenery. Um, why can't th these people write better movies? Sajid, Nadia, Dwala, I mean, why can't they do better, better, a better job with coherence about their movies? They're trying to, I completely understand where they're coming from. They're trying to, they, they, everybody understands that they're vying for audience attention globally now right because they're no longer only competing with the indian or with with the indian makers they're competing with the global makers for attention but that doesn't mean you leave the story behind even the worst american movies like you know red notice still had a story as a backup there was a story even if it was crazy there right. still was a story right oh, absolutely so uh, looking i don't know what to say but well, third time must be a charm because you are back listening to Shreya and Moral with Red, White, and Brown by Live on Radio. And we actually left off with M kind of telling us why this movie was just so unbelievably horrible. And I think we all have the same exact question. Hero Panthi 2. That means somebody made the first movie, decided that, you know what, this is so great, let's make a second one. And they made the conscious decision to make a second one as if they were both not equally as horrible. Yeah, sure. Yeah. By the way, Hero Panthi 1, the first version of this movie was uh, Tiger Shroff's debut movie. And it was a movie in which he literally had no hair on his face. He literally looked like a kid. Oh, and his stop. famous dialogues, there were two famous dialogues from the movie. One was where he tells Kriti Sanan, who was, who was opposite him in the movie, his, his, uh, his lady love in the first movie. Uh, he keeps telling her, but she kya, as an are you kid? And, you know, that was a bigger, biggest meme ever. So the meme made a comeback this time around because obviously he looked like a kid himself with absolutely no facial hair. <laughs> so, so he's calling her Bachihakya. And that is a meme which was done to death in Hero Panthi 2. Seriously, unfunny. It's done to death. It was used like a filler line wherever they could not find any, uh, any, um, any other line they would literally use, but it just was didn't know didn't know how to manage it. Chori uh, is the is the line, and uh, and you know, I mean, sometimes I felt that the memers do a bit better, better job at humor than these writers. Oh, for sure. I think conscious decisions to make something funny makes it unfunny a lot of the times. Totally, and, and 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 this is another proof that sometimes you know the creativity is not with the bigger people. They've just completely lost the creativity. The writer, the scriptwriter, Rajat Arora. There's no logic. There's no yeah. There's no touch of reality to any character of this entire movie. There, you know, Tiger Shroff comes in kicking and flying and dancing, and it's supposed to be the funny funny lines, but. But there is, where does he prove his acting talent? Now, there's nowhere. He doesn't have a single scene where he can tell us that he can act. Zero. Right. So mm -hmm. we already know he can dance. We already know he can sing. Um, he can sing. He can. We already know he can fight. We can, oh, wow. He looks really good fighting. He's got a body of, um, body of God. But that's it. That's where we leave it. He, this was supposed to be a story. There was supposed to be a story behind all the fighting sequences and the dances. Absolutely. And what a terrible waste of A.R. talent, literally, because 
Yeah. I mean, something I think that really speaks to the idea that we're never really convinced of Tiger as an actor in general was right before we started this recording, Em and I were having a conversation about the cutie Shantanu Maheshwari. And I was just mentioning about how he had recently been posting some fun Instagram stuff, which by the way, if you want to keep up with all of those, you should follow us at Daisy's Live Graham on Instagram or at Daisy's Live on Twitter. We're active very much with a 30K following. So you will like, you will love the stuff we put out. Um, but we were just talking about how he was posting this uh, thing that said, you know, all these pictures and all these magazine covers and all that's great. But like the fact that my talent or my acting talent just gets to be seen by other people is more than what I have wanted in my lifetime of like being a creative artist. And I was like, that's so true because at the bare bones back of who he is as an artist, he's just an incredibly gifted actor. He's great at like portraying and switching between different types of roles. He's great at like a range of, of different characters. And I was like, it's not like he's got this crazy body that we constantly see all the time. You don't see him with these like luscious locks, you know, you don't see him coming in on the, these action scenes, but he's still very much in those like small mo moments, proves himself as an actor, which takes me back on this idea of like Tiger Shroff being the main character of the story, having the main focus and being like, having like a majority of the dialogues and still us not getting any kind of idea of what kind of an actor he is or whether he can even actually act at the end of the day, because we just see him being like a, a, a figurehead of like movement and power. I'm like, do we ever see like your range of motions is like between static and dynamism? We don't. So I think that that goes to show more probably about the writers and the way they have chosen to portray Tiger than like probably Tiger and his own acting skills. And, now, and, and just the team, the Nadia Adwala team and Ahmed Khan as a director, because, hey, Ahmed Khan as a director did the Boggy, the entire Boggy series with Tiger Shroff, mm -hmm. where, you know, they showed off his body and skill sets. And that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to compete with the Western uh, Hollywood made action movies by showing expertise um, in, 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 in that class. Which right. I just show, but all that cannot survive a badly made uh, movie. Exactly, uh, it definitely a, a, a you know cringy. It was a cringe fest, and and the Tara Sataria have a way back from here. Well, all I want to say is she's a Karan Johar alum, and you know she'll definitely find a way back. Uncle Uncle Karan will find something for her. Oh, definitely. Uncle Karan will sign Deepka and Ranveer's unborn child before he gives a chance to any actual talent. So. We all know that, don't we? Hi, this is Mahesh Bhupati, and you're listening to me on Desis.Live. And you are back listening to Shreya and Mira on Red, White, and Brown from Desis.Live. And we just finished our riveting review of Hero Panthi 2, which we do not recommend you watch because according to our website, it is a 3 out of 10. And according to us, it is a 3 out of 10 yet again. But we will switch gears and talk about Runway 34, which actually is an action drama that is starring Ajay Devgun. So, you know, the expectations were kind of high on this one because he's an incredible actor. Rahul, Rakul Preet Singh, Amitabh Bachchan, Bowman and Rani. There was Ajay Nagar, Angiradar, and then Akanksha Singh. If I'm not wrong, it was actually directed by Ajay Devgun himself. And... I guess like the kind of overview of what it is, is there's this main um, guy, Vikrant, who is a pilot for some Skyline Airways, and he's 
like the cockiest guy you can find. He's really much like douchebag with a capital D. And that's how he continues to portray himself. He's aware that people think of him that way. And he's like, that's fine. That's how I want to be seen. So much so that the background score for his airport walks is literally like a song called Alpha Male. Like literally the song that he walks into is called Alpha Male. So we have established this main character as an alpha male and he's now flying 150 passengers from Dubai to Cochin. Is that how I say it? Am I saying it right? I always thought it was Cochin when I was in India and I actually said Cochin one day and someone was like, what are you saying? It's, like, it's your Spanish coming to your rescue. Isn't I it? know, <laughs> Cochin. When there's a cyclone, Yep, you heard me right. That at, that makes them divert their entire flight and they land in Trivandrum. Because of an error by our wonderful ATC Koken, sorry, Cochin. <laughs> That's going to be a meme somewhere someday. One day. The decision that was made and that where they because of this limited availability of like all this information that they had and, you know, they couldn't see and visibility was low. Kana who, you know, Vikrant Kana, he lands the aircraft and all the passengers are kind of alive on runway 34 at this airport. However, the DGCA wants to connect an inquiry and the whole movie in the second half is about like the inquiry of like why they landed there, what are they doing? Like there was no information. So they weren't aware of this like sudden landing. They're like, what's happening. It's against flight protocol. And that's, pretty much the entirety of the movie but surprisingly even though it was like that little snippet of a movie it was still better than the entirety of hero Pundi 2 definitely Shreya it's so much more better I have to tell you uh, that when the movie started I had really great expectations from the mm-hmm. movie um, I loved the camera work especially you know the flight landing all the Dubai scenes were really well shot uh, the camera work was Literally, you know, it was black and blue, the lights, black and blue, lovely camera work. It absolutely loved um, um, all the camera work done. So um, in my mind came Sully. And then um, remember Denzel Washington's flight. So if you mix these two stories, you come with a story like this. But this story is definitely... Um, Runway 34 is, um, is is inspired by real events of a flight that was that really happened when a flight from Dubai to Cochin was diverted uh, to Trivandrum by the pilot and he safely landed 150 passengers. Now, what is exactly happening over here is that this guy who's like a super cocky guy, he's flying with this lady. Uh, co-pilot and he's literally looking down upon everybody because he's very experienced he's used to doing this he's partied the whole night in Dubai with friends taking shots but he slept through the day by the way which they don't show so much in the start where they reveal later and he keeps the airline protocol live because you have to literally you, you mustn't drink alcohol to our last before flight flying time so he keeps the protocol uh, however, uh, he has a headache once he lands on the flight. He takes a disprint and a coffee and he shuts his eye. Uh, he gets a shut, shut eye while flying the aircraft. And then as they're flying towards India and they're, they're half an hour away from Cochin and they're about to land, they realize there's a cyclone in Cochin and ATC Cochin tells them, don't land here. Uh, and they're like, we're too close. Uh, let's try at least landing. You're landing flights already. Let's try landing. So they try, they try hovering over Cochin. They try landing and unable to do that. And they have enough um, enough fuel to go to Bangalore, which is supposed to be their alternate place to go. 
Um, however, the pilot takes a decision, a math decision saying, if we go to Bangalore, we might be cutting a tooth and instead we should not go to Bangalore with the amount of fuel that we have, we should instead go to Trivandrum. And they fly towards Trivandrum. As they fly towards Trivandrum, they're about to get to Trivandrum, ADC Cochin gets a notification from Trivandrum saying, don't send any flights here anymore because Cyclone is moving here. But ADC Cochin forgets to relay that to the aircraft and the aircraft moved towards Cochin in the middle of a cyclone. And when they finally see the aircraft approaching, the aircraft doesn't have enough fuel to go anywhere else except land. So the pilot takes the decision to land in the middle of the cyclone and he, they can't see anything. There's no visibility, zero visibility, can't even see the runway and he has to land in Cochin on a runway he can't see. So they tell him to land on runway 14 where the winds are in the opposite direction, which will give him head tails to land properly. But he tells them, no, I can't see it anyway. So let me land on runway 34. So the entire inquiry is why did you land the aircraft on a runway that you couldn't see, number one, number two, where the winds were in the opposite direction that wasn't conducive to your landing. So the inquiry starts, and uh, during the inquiry, of course, uh, the inquiry is done by Mr. Bachchan. His name is Vedant Narayan, and he is the, uh, um, the head of DGCA, and he's supposed to be a very uh, solid investigator. Now, before I tell you the story of what happens in the investigation in the second half of the movie on, his, uh, on a slide in this song, I love the song, by the way, and in the movie, it really plays very well at the right moment. It is sung by Jocelyn Royal, who actually, by the way, also has credits to the music of the movie. And the, the, the song is called The Fall. And I just want to tell you that the second half of the movie just stretches itself so badly that you, you really feel, you really need a fast forward button to this entire movie because some of the courtroom sequences well, you know, of course, the, there's amazing camera work. Um, the writers are Sandeep Kevlani and Amal Kian Khan, and they keep the story on track. But there is some over-the-top dramatization, obviously for the Indian audience, which we're not used to as American audience, because we don't see so much dramatization where the camera completely goes into Mr. Bachchan's face, and then he says something so loudly to Ajay and There's over-dramatization where, in a, you know, courtroom scenario, Devgan gets up and he answers, and there's, there's this music, and then there's this crying, and gosh, all those, all that stuff really killed, killed the movie for me, because the dialogues were long, and Mr. Bachchan would say things in, like, pure Hindi, which I, which nobody would understand, and then he would translate it all in English, really Oxford English for people to, you know, he's just being um, literally translatory, literating every damn, uh, you know, dialogue of the movie. Um, he, he was literally becoming the milord of a variety of, a, of, of a, he was an investigator, but he was behaving like a lawyer, which I didn't understand that entire thing. Ajay Devgan, on the other hand, did not have a lawyer representing him. He was supposed to answer to an investigator and not a lawyer, which I didn't understand too. I don't, I didn't know the procedure over there for the DGCA. Uh, but, 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 you know what? What really killed it for me was how long that thing went on and on. There were some scenes that were back and forth in terms of. Why is, why is it important for us to go back in a flashback 
to a Manipal crash of an aircraft where Mr. Bachchan was investigating something. It's not important. Why do we have to? Why do we have to take go back into Mr. Bachchan's method of investigating stuff? It's not important. What was important was literally that exchange between Ajay Devgan and Mr. Bachchan that could have been really powerful had it not been so loud. Had it not been so literally wordy. Had it been more, uh, you know, kind of controlled, it wasn't controlled at all. It was over dramatized. It was loud. It was screaming. But Mr. Butchin is intimidating the witness as a record. I mean, anywhere else in, in a courtroom, it's intimidating. The witness would not be allowed where he's screaming at the witness. He's He's not asking her a question. He's he's prodding her. He's uh, he's he was the entire entire investigation was threatening to mm -hmm. the witness, and nobody stopped her. So all of these things did not work for me as an audience because mm -hmm. it was over dramatization of the entire story. So are we intimidating the witness? Are we not? M is here to tell you because you are listening to Shreya and Mira with red, white, and brown from Daisy's Outline. So coming back to runway 34, the camera work is awesome. The flight landing sequences are really good. The music credits are again, I said with Just Lead Royal. So congrats to this girl. Uh, Fall as a track is awesome. Some of the rap is really good. That alpha male song, oh gosh. Somebody, if somebody were to, uh, you know, exemplify alpha males, that song would do <laughs> really well for itself. But throughout the movie, I just kept thinking one thing, and that was very important for me when I, we were grading this movie. And I was like, why wasn't more effort put into reimagining the script? Because this entire script could have been non-linear, where the entire episode could have happened and we could have started with the courtroom scene and then unveiling of the episode could have happened. And non-linearity could have literally been more, more uh, gripping than the linearity of right. storytelling. So the storytelling being just linear made it boring, made it, made it more predictable and also made it a little bit uninteresting. So I think that was my one bit over there. And also um, one of the biggest issues that we have with Indian movies, it was really long. The Butchin scenes, just to give Mr. Butchin so much screen time, we, we appreciate that we all love Mr. Butchin but his baritone, his method of acting was loud and just the justification, the length of the movie where you could have literally chopped some of, some of his footage out to give him really impactful scenes with Dave Gunn. Both of them are really good actors, powerhouse actors. Just have them, have them go at each other in really good scenes where they're not screaming at each other, but literally having a logical conversation could have really done well. And that did not happen. I think Mr. Butchin comes from the school of thought of acting where you still scream in a courtroom and <laughs> you don't. Nobody screams in a courtroom. So um, Ajay Devgan, while we love that you're directing movies, maybe you should direct a lot more movies before we start loving your direction. But as an actor, you know, we love you. So um, we, we actually loved some of the aspects of the movie and some of the aspects I think we still need to work on. And that is our verdict for Runway 34. Hi guys, I'm Kriti Karbanda and you're listening to me on Beasties Live. Have you ever kissed your best friend? Don't forget to tell us, uh, tweet us at Daisy's Live or send us a message on Instagram at Daisy's Live Gram because you are listening to Shreya and Mira with Red, White and Brown from Daisy's Live on Radio Zindagi, 1550 AM.
Hey, I gotta ask. We're gonna talk about Never Kiss Your Best Friend season two. I don't know if you guys have watched season one, but season one happened during the lockdown, and that was a story of uh, Tani and Sumer, and they were friends who fell in love, and they fall out of love because Tani thinks Sumer is cheating on her, and she just walks out of his life. And season two, let's talk about that. And they are in London, and they meet again. And Tani now works with a production house which is owned by Lavanya. Lavanya is a Sarah Jane Dias. Tani is Anya Singh, by the way. Sumer is Nakul Mehta, guys. And in comes Sumer as a director for her new show that Tani is supposedly writing and she desperately needs a job because after writing uh, a couple of good books, which are bestsellers, every, everybody feels Tani's a fluke and if she can't keep a job, then people keep thinking that she's a fluke. So she desperately needs to keep a job. And in comes Sumer and everything falls falls apart for her because, you know, she can't stand him. So if she's written something and Sumer gives her uh, feedback, she takes it personally and she gives it right back to him, telling him, oh, you don't know my characters. And he's like, Tony, I'm the director. I know the characters. Remember, <laughs> I'm directing them. And she's like, no, you don't. I'm writing them. And so they keep fighting about it. And... Uh, and that's what happens. And she leaves the job and she goes away. And Sumer's like, oh, but you know what? Go away. I will find some other writer. So um, so that's how things go uh, between them. And they keep fighting with each other. This series is directed by Harsh Adelia. It's written by Sumrit Shahi. It's written by Durjoy Datta. And it's written by Mishika Shikawad. But guys... What really caught me was Durjoy Datta because I have watched a show that Durjoy Datta wrote. He wrote two seasons of Kuchurang Pyarke SAB. And guys, if you have watched on Sony television Kuchurang Pyarke SAB, you know that this guy is good. Write. The writing in that show is good. And we know because we have heard rave reviews from tons of you telling us that it was not so only fun. that, but we also host the fan club. Of Kuchurang on our platform. So, yes, we know that you guys loved Kuchurang Pyarkes in season one and season two. And that was written by Durjoy Tata as well. So, never kiss your best friend season two. And all righty, everyone. And we were just in the midst of telling you all about why you should never kiss your best friend. But before you do that, you should listen to your best friends, Tria and Moral on Red, White, and Brown from This Is That Live. And I'm going to tell you more about season two of Never Kiss Your Best Friend and why we loved it. But there is one specific reason why we loved it so much. And that is... <laughs> and the reason Karen is Karen Wahi. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, Karen Wahi is at the top of our hunk hot list for this week. And Em will tell you everything you need to know about this man. Why do I have to say just look at him? I don't <laughs> say anything after you look at him, you know why he's on a hunk list. But I have to tell you something. Karan Wahi on your screen is current is kind of you know can Karen taking your breath away? Yes, he does. He does, he does. I mean, why is he not in more shows and movies and web series? And why is he not plastered everywhere? Dude, this guy is so hot. And he looks so hot. So he plays Karin. He's an actor. And Lavinia calls him into his office. And like, hey, we're doing a web show. Would you like to? Um, he's like, no, I don't want to do web shows. I don't want to do anything experimental. I want to do a movie. 
So he walks out and, you know, this um, uh, Tani and her friend are walking down and he's like, she's like, oh, all right, isn't that Karan? And the friend's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she realizes, oh, this friend is actually, she catches him with her with Karan. He's like, oh, so you guys were literally together and telling me you weren't. So that's how she knows her friend has been dating Karan. And um, so he, she gets to know Karan and she says hi to him or whatever. And then one fine day, she realizes her friend and Karan broke up and, um, you know, and she's like, and, and she fights with her mother. Her mother is Nikki Valia. And uh, her, um, she lives with her mother and her mother's brother, our uncle Javed Jaffrey, Bittu Mama. And, you know, this very interfering mother who's literally in her daughter's business and and Mama Bittu Mama, who's like a firefighter between the mother and daughter. But Bittu Mama is in love with his childhood, childhood sweetheart. And he meets her at her at a coffee store. And that's Deepti Bhatnagar. And they talk about when they were young. And she tells him, oh, my husband's died now. So I'm just kind of, you know, living my life in my own terms and doing things. I've done things for everybody else my entire life. Now I'm doing things for myself. So I'm dating so he meets her, she's out dating some white dude, and she's like, oh, wow, why not me? <laughs> I'm waiting for you all my life. And she's like, well, ask me out. I'll go out with you. So, I mean, it's so cute. That entire thing is so well written. It's about, you know, different different age groups. So they're all doing their own thing. They're living their own lives. And then they realize that actually Karan, the actor, is Deepthi Bhatnagar's son. So Kituma, the Bitu Mama's love of life son. So, and nobody else knows it yet. And even and Tani doesn't know it yet. So one fine day, Tani, Tani realizes that her friend has broken up with Karan and she just hangs out with Karan to realize that oh, they're kind of broken up and they kind of hang out together. And she finds him a really sweet guy. He's really thoughtful and sweet and everything. And that's the end of it. So a um, few days later, um, you know, she realizes that unless, um, so she goes back to work and, you know, she desperately needs a job because she can't be a failure. So she starts working with um, this guy, uh, Sum um, with Sumer again. And uh, finally she realizes that she really likes working with him because she's kind of kept her, she, she sorted the issues out with him and they're kind of working back again together. And at the same time, her relationship with Karan starts developing and they kind of are in love. They start dating and um, and they kind of start spending time together. And he's he comes in as the actor for the web show that's out shooting while she's in two minds now, because here it is that she's kind of very comfortable with her best friend, Sumer, yet, you know, she feels that she might be in love with Karan. So she's confused about the two again. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to tell you who she chooses in the end of season two, but... I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger here because, oh my God, Karan Rahi is so hot. Hi, this is Anya Singh and you're watching me on Desi's Dot Light.